So a little bit of an issue with the sermon part, too, because uh, uh, I use Google Docs, which is a, an online cloud-based uh, thing, but if you're working offline, you have to make sure you save it to the cloud, right? And uh, I was going to do that last night when I got here to church, and that's when my computer just, like, decided to go crazy. I actually just do nothing. And so Andrew loaned me his computer last night, and through the wee hours of the night, I kind of pretty much had to just redo some things. Um, good thing is about that is uh, this will probably be my best sermon, right? Because <laughs> that's just the way God is. Uh, God kind of sometimes just takes it, takes it on his own to uh, make himself known. But we'll see. Um, uh, if it's not good, then we won't blame God, okay? But if it is, then we will just give him the, the uh, credit for all that. So I want to show you a video, and we'll go ahead and throw it up here, Andrew. We have some unbelievable video to show you tonight. A driver going the wrong way on Highway 427 earlier today. It was shot by a city news viewer who has a clear view of the highway from his high-rise apartment. And while he has seen collisions from there before, he's never seen anything quite like this. And he's not even moving to the shoulder. A stunning scene on one of Toronto's busiest highways. A driver narrowly dodges cars and trucks as he slowly moves the opposite way of high-speed traffic. And I was sitting in my couch and saw this uh, unusual thing happening. Uh, I was uh, initially surprised whether this is really happening. It was all caught on camera by a City News viewer from his high-rise apartment. I was really surprised that, uh, I don't know what was happening, but he was, all the way he was driving in the second lane and he was not even going to the shoulder. He grabbed his camera and watched in horror as the incident unfolded around 11.30 this morning. The driver going north on the southbound 427 Express. There were many thoughts which were going through my mind, like uh, this guy might be drunk or is he really running away from the police or he might just kill someone. Wow, I don't know about you, but wow. So a lot of thoughts going through his mind. Maybe there's some thoughts going through your mind like, why would he do that, right? Um, so where do you think he was going? Have no idea, do you? No. But here's the, probably the most important question, the whole reason that I wanted to show that to you. Do you think he's going to get there? Do you think he's going to reach his destination? You didn't get to see the rest of it, but, um, and he doesn't reach his destination. Now, he doesn't get hurt, uh, neither does he hurt anybody, but the, eventually the cops come and they pull him over. Uh, it turns out that he just, he's an older guy and he just didn't really realize where he was at. Um, and they took his license away uh, from him and things of that sort. And so, but this kind of introduces what I want us to go from where we just come. We just come out of, the, let's discover the Word of God, and just really wanted to, to, before we even move into this year, appreciate what we have in the Word of God, and how reliable it is, how important it is, um, how, how beneficial it is to us, and just really challenge you to, when we are in the Word of God, to realize it is the Word of God. It's a holy book. It's, it is God's thoughts. It's inspired. It's infallible, just as it claims to be. 
Um, and also to challenge us to be people of the Word, you know. And so that's kind of where we were, just discovering the Word of God. I want us to move into now a little s- section that we're going to call, you know, Discover the Path. And here's the, the whole takeaway from today is just simply this. Directions, not intentions, determine your destination. Now, that's not originated from me. Um, I, I think, well, I don't know for sure who originated that, but just think about it for a second. Direction, not intention, not your intentions determine your destination. Um, Proverbs 7 is what we're going to look at today. And this is how the first four verses are laid out. And just think about this for a second when, he's, when we're talking about this direction and this path. So this is a father talking to his son. This is Solomon talking to his son. Uh, whether he's talking to him like uh, really talking to his son, like he wrote this so his son would read it, or uh, this is kind of just metaphorically and he's just trying to teach wisdom, uh, nobody really knows. But this is what he says. He says, my son, keep my words and treasure up my commandments with you. Keep my commandments and live. Keep my teaching as the apple of your eye. Bind them on your fingers. Write them on the tablets of your heart. Say to wisdom, you are my sister. And call insight your intimate friend. Now, obviously this dad has something to say, something to share that he really, really desperately wants his son to heed to. He wants him to really pay attention. This isn't... This is important stuff, son, what I'm about to share with you. Uh, Whatever road, whatever highway, whatever path that I'm on, that's what's going to determine where I end up. And it's got nothing to do with your intentions. I think most, probably everybody here has good intentions about where you're wanting to go, about where you're wanting to end up. You, like, already have in your mind where you hope that this life ends, you know, for you. And, and in a lot of different ways, financially, with your marriage, with your grandkids, with, with your eternal life. I mean, you know, all of those things you have uh, good intentions. But, but I want you to look at this picture for a second that, that uh, Cole has uh, so graciously painted for us. And he's not done. He is just, uh, because he's already told me a bunch of other things that he's wanting to do. But when I told him, I I gave him permission, just, Cole, do it however you want to. But here's our topic. Our topic is discover. So I want you to think about discover, think about, you know, a path, being on a journey, these kinds of things, because that's kind of what I want our year, uh, at least the first part of our year, if not the whole year, to kind of be about. And so... Um, and so this is what he's come up with so far. He's got this path that's leading and winding through. One of the things he told me is that I've got to make sure that this path doesn't look too easy. Because <laughs> he's wanting this to be like the Christian path, right? And it's not an easy path. And so maybe there will be like some things in the way. I don't know, some boulders or something. I don't know what he'll come up with. But, but I'm looking forward to it. But I just want you to think about this for a second. And let's just say that <clears throat> we are on this path. But our intentions you know, of our heart is that we want to be at the beach, right? And we already have this planned out. Man, I got a week off. I'm going to go to West Palm Beach, and I'm going to lay out for the week. And so because that's our intentions, man, we pack according to our intentions, right? We got our swimsuit ready. We got our sunscreen ready. We got our shorts ready. We got all of that ready. But this is the path we're on. Now, direction 
Not our intentions determine our destination, right? So our intentions are is to go to the beach. But if this is the direction we're going, where are we going to end up? It is not going to be the beach. The beach does not have mountains, at least the beaches that I want to go to. I mean, maybe there's a beach out there somewhere with a mountain, but I'm thinking cold and not where I want to be. You, you can't head north and want to be south is the whole thing. And that's just something I want us to process here because this is a principle. This is like a universal principle, they call it. In other words, this applies to us here, but it applies everywhere. You go to China, and if your intentions are to go to a sunny beach where you can lay out and have sunscreen in your shorts and enjoy all of those things that you packed, but you head the wrong direction, you're not going to end up where you're intend, when you intended to be. And so this is, this is our principle for this path and for this conversation today. Your direction, not your intentions, determines your destination. That's pretty obvious, right? Especially when it comes to geography, okay? We know that. We can't head north and, and end up at the beach, um, at least not the beach that we were intending to end up at. It also applies to everything. It applies to your family life. Now, just think about that for a second. You can have all the intentions to have a certain family and and a certain atmosphere. But if you're heading in a different direction than, than what your intentions are, you're not going to get to that place. It's the same way with your financial life. It's the same way with your marriage. It's the same way with your dating. It's the same way with raising kids. It's the same way with your physical fitness. <laughs> I have a lot of good intentions. I, I voice them quite often to you. And somehow I always get back to this. I don't understand it, you know. I was doing so well about six months ago, and then here we are again. And so my intentions are good, but my direction isn't good. Because this isn't just happened without me going in the wrong direction. And it's just the way that is. And so this is just what the Bible paints a picture. Much like the picture that's painted behind me. This is how the Bible paints this picture. And this is the truth that it says. How many times have you talked to, you know, just somebody about like some, somehow life has not gone the way that they would hope? You know, like something that their marriage just fell apart. Uh, their job just you know, fell apart. They never accomplished what they were wanting to accomplish. Maybe you're a kid and, and, and you, you're not getting the grades that you intended and that you had hoped. I mean, just whatever it would be. And so they're having this conversation with you about, you know, this, this terrible thing that has happened, you know, this destination that they have gotten to, and it's not where they ever intended to be. And you're thinking, as they're telling you, did you really think that you wouldn't end up here? You, and you're not trying to be mean, and you don't say it. You're just thinking in your head, I saw this coming. How did you not see this coming? That you were heading this way. This is the direction that you were heading. I got water for a reason. <coughs> so, this is the principle that we have before us today. This is what the Bible is going to point out to us here in just a second. And the principle is this true. No matter how strong-willed we are, no matter how 
good-looking we are, no matter how rich we are, no matter how much our mamas love us, and no matter how much our dads have left us, none of that plays in anything. The reality is every one of us are going to end up where we are heading. And that's the reality. It doesn't matter how good intentions that you have. The path that you are on will determine where you land. So, this is what God's Word is trying to express to us. It's it's trying to help us understand this, this reality of life. And this principle, this truth that I'm laying out. And it's trying to do it in a way that's making us, okay, evaluate. I know where I want to be, but am I heading that way? And that's what Proverbs 7 is all about. So you have this Solomon, who, by the way, you know, most of you know this, but Solomon is known as the wisest man in the Bible, other than Jesus, of course. And that's because when he became the king, um, he had this huge responsibility, and God came to him and he says, Solomon, what do you want? And Solomon says, I want wisdom so that I can rule these people. And God was so pleased with that he asked for this and not riches, or, you know, or, or fame or any of that kind of stuff. He asked for wisdom, and God was so pleased that he gave him a double portion of what he asked. Like, he just filled him up with wisdom. And so when he writes, you can just see the wisdom pouring out of these words that he's writing. Um, And they are so worth reading. So when this, can you imagine this being your dad, but when this dad is speaking to his son, this son should really listen, right? Right? But not only should his son listen, all of us should listen to this wise counsel. And so this is what this wise man, Solomon, writes to his son. Son, listen up. And this is what he says. Verse 6. He says, For at the window of my house, so Solomon is at the window looking out on the street, at the window of my house, I have looked out through the lattice, and I have seen among the simple, I have Perceived them, perceived among the youth, a young man lacking sense. Passing along the street near the corner, taking the road to her house in the twilight, in the evening, at the time of night and darkness. I think you probably already know that this is not going to end well, this story that he is about to tell us. I mean, everything about it, all the elements about it is just like... The simple, right? He is not thinking clearly here. He is walking down this street. He's obviously looking for something, and it's at night, and I don't know. This is not looking too good. And let's just think about this. This young man cruising the streets after sunset, heading in this certain direction of this woman's house. And as we will see here in a second, I'm just going to go ahead and throw this out there, but he knew who this woman was that he's about to encounter. Not only did he know who this woman was, but he also knows that she is alone, but that she's married, but her husband is out of town. This is not going to end good, right? 
I mean, this is the father telling the son this story. And he's telling this story for a reason. Because he does not want his son to be on this path. And that alone should have stopped him in his tracks, right? Just, this, this kid should have been like, this is not good. But that's not what this kid is thinking at all. He's not thinking that this is not good. He's thinking, this is an awesome opportunity, right? I mean, he's gone. She is waiting for me. She's, she's all dressed up. This is going to be perfect. Like one preacher, he says, this guy in his headphones, he's got playing Born to be Wild, right, in his headphones. He, and you can tell that the preacher was dated to saying that because that's not probably the song that he was probably listening to these days. But you can put your own song in there. But he was listening to a song that was just pumping him up and motivating him and just making him feel like, I am going to take the night by the tail, and this is going to be epic. This is going to be something I'll be able to share with my friends for the next month and a half. Meanwhile, Solomon is looking out the window of this lattice window. That's not what's going on if he was wearing headphones. What's going on if he was wearing headphones is this do-do-do-do-do, you know, like Jaws, right? Because he has a whole different perspective. This, this old man looking out the window watching this unfold already has enough wisdom in his bones and his experience to know that what is about to happen is not going to end well. But the young man doesn't think that. The young man thinks it's exciting. The young man thinks this is going to be cool. And there's just such a contrast already, isn't there? The old man is this wiser, and he has understanding. And because he has that, that's why he's trying to give this to his son so that his son doesn't have to earn, earn that wisdom and that understanding the hard way. Or maybe never earn that wisdom and understanding. Because let me tell you, some people that are on the wrong path, they never ever get to the wisdom and understanding. They just get so far down the path, they don't even know how to get back to where they once were, let alone head a different direction. And that's what frightens this dad, is that he might lose his son. Not just for a time, but just might lose his son. And so he's trying to implement wisdom into this son of his. You know, adolescence is hard. We've, most of us have already been there, done that. Don't want to do that again, right? It's hard, and it's a lot of decisions, and there's a lot of path choices. And some of them we found ourselves on the wrong path, and hopefully, unfortunately, we figured out how to get on a different path. I think that's why we're setting here and not somewhere else. But it is tough, and it is tough to not be deceived, and it's obviously there is some deception that is going on in the midst of this story. This particular path had a predictable destination, right? That's what Solomon's really trying to say, is as he's seeing this, he's already seeing where it's going to head. So therefore, Someday, whatever that day comes, like a month later or whatever, when this boy's life is just comes to unravel and he's sitting on the curb, it's like, how did I get here? 
Solomon would be saying, I know exactly how you got here. You see what I'm saying? And this is why when people are saying, how did this happen? When all of life starts crumbling before them and they just seem to be somewhat surprised by it. It's because direction, not intention, determines your destination. And it's also why we have this ability to perceive sometimes where people are going to end up if they don't change their direction. If they don't change their path. And so that's all that's playing out here. So let's just continue in this a little bit. Let's go to verse 10. It says, And behold, the woman meets him, dressed as a prostitute, wily at heart. So what was her intent? Right? It's not really how she would picture herself, though. She's dressed like a prostitute, but she would not picture herself as a prostitute. She would not... She would not describe herself to you as a prostitute. Okay. And here's, and you will find that out here in just a second. But she says, she is loud and wayward. Her feet do not stay at home. Now in the street, now in the market. And at, that, and at every corner, she lies in wait. And so this is kind of like who she is. This is. These verses are describing like her character, her heart. But this is not how she would describe herself to you. Let's just move on here. Verse 13, it says, She seized him and kissed him. With bold face, she says to him, "I I had to offer sacrifices today. I have paid my vows. So now I have come out to meet you, to seek you eagerly, and I have found you. So... Here, I'm going to help you with this just a little bit, but you think about it, and you'll probably hit it right on. But what does she mean that she has already offered her offerings and that she's already, you know, uh, paid her vows? She is painting a picture of who she's trying to paint. She's trying to basically say to this guy, I'm not a prostitute. I'm a good girl. I've already been to church. I've already done my sacrifices. I've already poured out all of my sin offerings at church. This would be like her saying, I'm a good Catholic girl. I've already done my confessions. Or this would be a a good Christian, Baptist, Methodist, whatever you want to say. I'm a good Christian girl. I've already been to church. I've already taken communion. I've already confessed to God and made myself right with God. And so I come ready. (laughs) Can you see what I'm saying? I mean, like, she doesn't see that she is bad, and she's trying to make sure she helps him understand, I am not a bad girl. Well, people that think that they're not bad can do bad things, though, can't they? And that's where we find her. So, verse 16, it says, I have spread my Couch with clothings, colored linens from Egyptian linen. I have perfumed my bed with myrrh, owls, and cinnamon. Come, let us take our field of love till morning. Let us delight ourselves with love. Oh, my. But you didn't think you were going to get that at church today, did you? I mean, Wow. And just in case you're wondering intent here, 
let's just move on to what she says in verse 19. My husband is not at home. He has gone on a long journey. He took a bag of money with him. At full moon, he will come home. And this has all been planned out. This boy was looking for something exciting, and he knew right where to find it. She was looking for something exciting, and she knew right who to coax into her web, you know, her snare. And he's just thinking, man, this is going to be one great weekend. I mean, I don't even have to rush things. I can stay for breakfast. I can watch TV. I can just hang out. But Solomon, remember the old man looking through the window? He just sees this whole thing in a different light. Where they see nothing but all just fun and good times. He's seeing it as destruction. (laughs) I mean, he's seeing a destination so different than what they see as their destination, right? They just have this intent of ending up at a destination of just, just fun and excitement and good times and satisfaction. And Solomon's back there saying, you're never going to get there. Maybe in a very short time, but this is all going to end in a train wreck. And that's why in verse 21, what does he say? This member, this is Solomon the dad talking to his son. He says, with much seductive speech, she persuades him. With her smooth talk, she compels him all at once. He follows her as an ox goes to the slaughter. What do you mean, Solomon? Like, what do you mean that he's going to end up like an ox going to the slaughter? I mean, this boy is, this boy is living it up. This boy is fixing to have fun. Why would you compare him to an ox that's going to slaughter? More like a bull taking the world by the tail, right? Or as he says, and he doesn't end with his analogy there, he says, or it is like a stag is caught fast till an arrow pierces its liver. Now, you hunters know exactly what that is. And, of course, the stag is a deer. But it's like a deer that's fixing to get pierced by the arrow and didn't even know it's coming. And it's not going to end good. And he doesn't even end there. He goes on to say, as a bird rushes into a snare, he does not know that it will cost him his life. He doesn't even know what path he's on. He has all the intentions of getting to a destination that is good. It's like he's wanting to be at the beach, right? But he didn't have a clue that he is not on the beach road. He is not going to get there. It's going to cost him and cost him dearly. And then Solomon begins to, I think opens up this conversation that he has with his son to just about anybody that will listen to this wisdom. 
And he says here, he says, let not your heart turn aside to his ways. Do not stray into her paths. For many a victim has she laid low, and all all her slain are a mighty throw. Her house is the way of Sheol, going down to the chambers of death. And I think that's where he's really trying to drive this home that it is like universal. This isn't like him just having a conversation to his son that just about his son and it only pertained to his son. He's having a conversation to his son, but he is trying to drive home. But this is for everybody's son that will listen to him. This is a universal truth out there. That if you, if you head down the path that this boy is on, you will reap what this boy is going to reap. And someday, this boy, you'll be like, I don't, I don't really get it, Mike, because I really do think that he probably went back to school, told all of his friends, and he was presented as the hero, like the envy of the school. So I don't get the destruction part. And that's where you're just going to have to trust me if that's what you think. Because the destruction is yet to come. There is going to be destruction in this man's life. You can bank on it. And it's not just this passage of scripture that it presents this to us. This unfolds this reality of life to us. This is the way it will always be. And some of you are like, you are right on, Mike, because been there, done that, or seen so many people been there, done that. But something in life has given you enough wisdom to know you know exactly where this man is going to end up. This boy is going to end up. It's going to be in destruction. And he is giving away his very life, and he doesn't even realize it. He is like a deer that is fixing to get clobbered and doesn't realize it. And at some point, this boy is going to be like, what happened to my life? And Solomon would be able to, with his wisdom, would be able to come all the way back here. And do you remember that little incident that you thought was just so innocent of fun? And that was the beginning of you heading down the wrong path. And it just took you a little further and a little further until that path ends in what? Ends in your destination. And that destination was where you were always heading. Because intention isn't going to get you to your destination. The direction that you go is what's going to get you to your destination. Now, we have to figure out what path we're on. We got to like focus on it. We got to think about it. This man, did he know that he was on a path of destruction? Now, If you would have interviewed him, he would not have said, hey, I'm heading down the path of destruction. Come along, watch me. He would not have thought that. He would have thought that he was heading down a path of of greatness. So when we are on the, the wrong path, just know that you might not even know that you're on the wrong path. It's possible. So how is it that we evaluate the path that we're on? The only way to evaluate the path you're on is to have somebody like Solomon in your life and you listen to them, right? And for some, 
It could be your parents are in your life being that Solomon and trying to give you wisdom. But for all of us, it is God himself, right? It is the word of God that is given us. The word of God is our Solomon in the sense that he is, he is already telling us how this is going to play out. We don't have to wonder. And if you're on a path that is opposite or in the direction opposite of God, you're on the wrong path. If there's something about heading down the path that you're heading down that you have to exclude the Word of God from your life or exclude God from your life, you're heading down the wrong path. And that's what we do. We, we know when we're on the wrong path that we would just, if we would just pause for a moment and, and be rational. Because the first thing that we do when we're heading down the wrong path is we start turning off God. We quit going to church, we quit reading our Bible, we quit listening to the preacher. We, we come up with excuses, we rationalize it in some way so that it'll get us where heading, continuing down that path, but there's, there's these alarms, there's these flags, there's these things that are happening and we'll just watch and pay attention. And so what that all means is that we got to have wisdom like Solomon. And that's where we're going to head in the next couple of weeks is we're going to talk about that because that's really what, how do we make sure we're not on the wrong path is we need wisdom. We need somebody speaking wisdom into our lives and the Bible does an amazing job at that. But let me tell you just some examples real quick here. A single mom can say with good intentions, I want... I want to meet one day and marry a Christian guy who, who has is, is really got it together. But if she is dating everybody that asks her out that he, she thinks cute, <laughs> it's not going to get her there. You see what I'm saying? That she can have all those good intentions she wants, but she's heading down the wrong path. Or a single guy can say, I just want to have great sex all of my life with my wife. One day, but if he's heading down the the path, practicing on every girl along the way, it's not going to get him there. He doesn't maybe understand that, but that is the reality. A married woman can say, "I just want to have a great relationship with my husband," but if she always is making her children more of a priority than her husband, it's not going to get her there. She's down the wrong path. Or a married husband, or a, I'm a married husband, that's what a husband is, is a married guy. A, a husband says he wants his kids to respect him as they grow up. But if he is constantly cussing and drinking and flirting with other women, it's not going to happen. No, it doesn't matter how much he wants the respect, he's not going to get the respect when he acts that way. He's on the wrong path. And the point is, is that we could go on and on and on coming up with these scenarios. And what we have to realize is that we already know where our, what we want is a destination. And we already know our intentions are good. Everybody here has good intentions, and we have good destinations. Nobody wakes up in jail saying, you know what? I finally got here. I didn't think I was ever going to get here. Nobody does that. Nobody wakes up as an alcoholic or divorced. Or, I mean, 
or with jobless or on and on and on and say, hey, I got here finally. I didn't think I was ever going to arrive. That's not their intended destination, and that's not their intentions. So we have a destination that's good. We have intentions that are good. What we have got to evaluate is, are we on the path to get us to that destination? And that's where the Word of God will help us if we want. Say this with me. Direction, not intention, determines our destination. It does. I want you to mull that over this week. And I want you to not be focused on your intentions. We already know that they're good. What I want you to be focused on is your direction. Where is your direction? In every aspect of life, but mostly when it pertains to and has to do with God. Where is your spiritual direction? How healthy is it? Are you being intentional? And just focus on your direction this week. Examine it. Where are you headed? Step back. Play the role for yourself. Play the role of the old guy. Put yourself in the future. Looking out the window of your life. And can you see where you're going to end up? I mean, is the old person of you saying, just keep on keeping on? Because where you're heading is where you want to end up. Or is the old man or old woman in the future saying to you, whoa, you're not going to get there going down this way. It's not what you're going to want. Let's pray. Father God, we, uh, we thank you so much that you have instilled this wisdom to Solomon because not only was he able to use it to guide the people that, were, that he was overseeing as he was the king, but he is using it even still today and has for thousands of years after he has left this earth. We appreciate so much that you gave him this wisdom that he can continue to pour it into us. We thank you, Father, that you guided him, that you were, the, you were actually the wisdom that you were given him and poured upon him is that you were just giving him your spirit and guiding him in all of these thoughts, and we thank you for it. We thank you that it is here in this holy word of yours. Help us, Father, to, to use it to examine our own path. Help us, Father, to make sure that we are not being foolish like this young man, but that we are being mature and, and thoughtful like this old guy looking through the window. Help us to embrace this teaching. Help us not only to embrace it, but if we already have it, to be like Solomon, eager and wanting to instill it in other people around us. We thank you so much, Father, for everything that we have. In Jesus' name we pray.